0: Being in tune with your creative self can actually help you enjoy life more and be more productive at whatever it is that you do, even if you've been led to believe that what you do has nothing to do with creativity. Welcome to Health, Harmony, and Happiness with Kathy. I'm your host, Kathy Stricker. I'm a wife to a law enforcement officer and mama to three lively littles. I'm a business owner, yoga teacher, health coach, and wellness and life enthusiast. And what I really like doing is connecting others like you with resources that could bring you health, harmony, and happiness on your life journey. These three elements are a result of that inner light that flows naturally through you and brings contentment. They happen when you seek to live mindfully as your best self and tune in to following this inner guidance. May this podcast serve as a nudge to discover tools that could help you on your path towards more conscious living. Today I'm going to talk to you about my experience working my way through the book, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. It's all about tapping into your creative self and using some specific tools to do so. So what is your creative self anyway? Your creative self is that higher self that we all have, and it's the intuitive self. The self that you were probably really in tune with as a child when you used your imagination, when you played freely. You didn't need instructions to build anything out of blocks or out of Legos because you would just build something and call it what it was, and that's what it was. It didn't matter what it actually looked like. You were using your imagination to create that. Well, somewhere along the line, that creative self gets told that maybe it's not good enough or that it's not going to make any money, so you have to choose a different path and a different way to use your skills and your knowledge. Or perhaps that you're too old to be playing with a certain toy or something that makes you feel like you shouldn't be using that creative self and tapping into your intuition, tapping into what feels good to you. So when you use your intuition, you're using and moving with the flow. You're going with the flow of energy that your body naturally wants to do. And many of you out there who know me personally know that one of my favorite phrases is you shouldn't should on yourself. And I fully and completely believe that. When you should on yourself, it's placing a form of guilt on who you are. So, if as a child, you were told you shouldn't do that anymore because you're too old to be playing with Barbies, well then, in your brain, that's you saying, oh, well, this is not a good decision. I can't do this anymore. I'm too old and I need to find another path. So naturally you start to look for those other outlets that are going to fulfill whatever needs to be fulfilled in you so that you can continue to grow and develop. When honestly, that playfulness, that playing, playing with the Barbies or the Legos or whatever it was, is what's going to help you be a more productive person, to stay in tune with your higher self, your intuition, that self that connects you with the energy of life and the energy of others. So for those of you who may be thinking, well, I'm already creative and I feel like I'm pretty in tune with my creative self. That's kind of me too. I'm I'm usually a pretty creative person. Um, I still felt that there was work to be done. I still felt that there was a blockage that had been put up somewhere that made me think that I could only do something if I had the directions or if I had it spelled out for me. That's not true. That's absolutely not true. And then there's those of you out there who may think, I don't have a creative bone in my body. I've never been a creative person. That's not true either. You are creative. We were all created by the greatest creator ever. I believe that's God. I believe that he created everything. So that being said, he's pretty dang creative, wouldn't you say? Um, He's got some pretty good artist work out there. But if he created us to, to be who we are, then he wanted us to be creative as well. So if you're out there saying that I'm not a creative person or telling yourself that you're not, choose to change your mind about that. This could be a way that you could dig in to finding that creative self that was once there and maybe it was there and you covered it up back when you were three years old or two years old and you didn't even realize it just because of the messages that you were receiving from the outside world. So what is The Artist's Way? The Artist's Way is actually a book put out there by Julia Cameron, and it is a 12-week program that I took a bit longer to complete because I just did. I was in the ultimate phase of creation myself when I started it. I was pregnant with a human, which in my book is kind of the ultimate creation, um, but it's a 12-week program that that helps you work through unblocking your creative self and to move forward and to allow for more creativity and free-flowing work within your life. Even if you are that person who sits behind a desk or who has a high-powered career or job that doesn't allow for much creativity within your workspace It's something that you can tap into and utilize those skills, those things that you uncover to be more productive in your day, to add some fun and playfulness to your day. Working through this book allows you, like I said, to unblock your creative self. It addresses fears or blockages that keep us from tapping into our higher spiritual self. Um, and and moving away from that hypercritical perfectionist this is who i am and was and that's why i felt like i needed directions or to follow directions or follow a specific plan to do something i don't know where that began in my life i have some inclinations as to when it started as a very young child but My goal with this book was to begin to move away from that, to unblock that creative self. So what are some common blockages that people have? Well, I tend to use work as my blockage. That's my biggest one, hands down. When it comes to playing and being playful, I turn and go to work. I I don't know why, but I do. It may have been what I saw growing up, that... I needed to do the work before I could play, but really that play is going to help the work go easier and is going to help the work feel lighter. Um, perfectionistic tendencies, like I said, that's another blockage that some people have and, and cause their creative self to um, be quieted or pushed down. Some other blockages are fear of failure, imposter syndrome, past experiences that maybe have said, nope, this isn't good enough. Uh, All of those things are things that will stop your creative self from coming out. So using this book puts you in touch with that intuitive self. It allows you to enjoy life a little bit more to move with the flow. Like I said, and shift your mindset towards being more open. It's a process and it's not about the product or what comes out of it. It's a process of learning tools that can cultivate and bring forth more playfulness and creativity. Something that I definitely need, even though, um, I tend, like I said, to be a creative person. I forget to play lots of times. Hard to believe because I do have three little humans that I am raising, Um, but one of the biggest takeaways that I got from this book was that I need to play more and I need to take the time to sit and play with my kids, even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes and then I go back to doing what I'm doing. Um, It's definitely helpful and it helps me center And helps find that playful self that just says, hey, don't have to take life so seriously. Move out of your comfort zone just a little bit and do something to remind you what you were like when you were a child. What it was like to not have any cares, to be free, and to just use your imagination The first way that the book begins to work you through the process of unblocking this creative self is through the use of morning pages. Morning pages are a way of journaling first thing in the morning to get everything out of your brain without using a filter, so without thinking, oh, that wouldn't sound kind, so I'm not going to write that. It's about getting out all of the junk in your brain without it being self-destructive, So it doesn't matter what you say. It could be nonsensical. It could be, I don't want to be writing morning pages right now. Oh, look at that car that just drove by. I wonder what I'm going to have for lunch today. Really stream of thought, whatever comes to mind. Sometimes I've heard these called a mental download or a brain dump. Morning pages are intended to start your day with a clean slate. In some ways, it is an active form of meditation on paper. You're writing and it becomes something that maybe in the beginning doesn't make any sense and is pretty surface level thoughts, but eventually gets deeper, goes deeper, and you start to create. Um, Bigger ideas come to mind, and this is where some of my work has come into play, is that I've started journaling on what I want to do or a project that I want to create or a project that I want to to begin to work on at some point. It's very freeing and it allows for the expansiveness of your imagination to run wild and be free. It brings you into contact with that inner power or your inner light um and it gives you a sense of self, of who you are. It might remind you of who that person was that maybe you have um, quieted, that voice that maybe you've quieted inside. It's a way to notify and clarify, um, to put thoughts out into the universe so that eventually the answers can be received or action can be taken on them. And the way that you begin to receive those notifications or receive um, answers to the questions or what you put down on your morning pages is through the other key tool within the artist's way. And that is the artist's date. The artist's date is a once a week date that you make with yourself and only yourself. No inviting others on this date. It's just for you to take time to do whatever you want to do. And perhaps it only takes five minutes. Perhaps it takes 15 minutes. It could be longer. It could be shorter. Maybe it's buying that favorite candy that you had as a kid. It's just time by yourself to tap into your inner child and remember what that inner child was like. You know, I remember one of my artist dates, one of the first artist dates that I did was I went out and I bought some Swiss cake rolls because when I was a kid after school, every day we had little Debbie snack cakes and I don't even know why we had them, but we did and we loved them. And so every day after school I had a little Debbie snack cake or my, and my favorite was the Swiss cake rolls. So I bought a package of those and just indulged in a package of them. And I introduced my kids to them because my kids had never even met them before. They didn't even know what Swiss cake rolls were. I enjoyed that on my own, and then I shared it with my kids. Um, but it was a way that I got to remember, oh yeah, this was something that I really liked as a kid. It's to remember the playful, creative self, who you were as a child. And it's your time for receptivity, to hear answers to what you put on the paper in your morning pages. The artist date can be done anytime, any place. But it's something that you need to really make a conscious effort, at least I do, to schedule into my calendar. Otherwise, I let it slip by the wayside. But that's just one of those little tools that helps you continue to nurture that creative and intuitive self. The last part of this artist's way um, experience that I want to share with you is synchronicity. So maybe you've heard of synchronicity, maybe you haven't. Um, it's kind of like coincidence, but it's when two of the same things occur by accident and seem to have no connection with each other. Um, for example, my sister and I frequently buy the exact same clothes or shirt or whatever it may be item, and we don't even know it. We, we don't talk about it. It's just that's what happens. Um, that's one example of synchronicity. Or here's another is maybe you uh, begin encountering a particular word or phrase that seems to be speaking to you and then you start seeing it wherever you go or in whatever you read. That's another way. Uh, another example of synchronicity is that the same number pattern or time on the clock keeps appearing when you happen to look at the clock. And the reason I bring this up is because It's a way to evaluate the relationship between what you put out there on paper and what you are looking to receive or what you're hoping to receive. In some ways, you could think of these as answered prayers. When you begin to allow yourself to dream, then it's amazing how those dreams begin to become reality and what you're putting out there, the universe brings towards you. Just being committed and allowing yourself to dream a little will begin to produce results. And once you begin working with morning pages, you'll begin to notice synchronicities. So that's the part that you also take note of when working through this process of this book. So let me pull this all together and wrap it up. We are each channels for God's creativity, and we need to be willing to use those creative talents because why else would we have them? But sometimes we forget what those creative talents are, or sometimes we push them down and hide them because of fear or because we've been told that that's not what's going to make you any money in life. But... When you start to dream, when you start to put those thoughts out there into the universe and on paper, dig in and look for that inner intuitive self through morning pages and through artist states, you begin to notice that everything that we do is indeed a creative choice. And when we allow for that creativity to come out and we spend some time nurturing our inner child, it gives us permission to enjoy life more, much like a child enjoys life, to look at life with imaginative eyes. And we start seeing more connections or synchronicities with everything in this life. These are just little tools that I use to tap into my higher self, um, You all know that I practice yoga and that's one of the ways that I tune into my best self as well. But these are some other little tools that can help you get to that place of higher understanding of yourself so that you can let go of some of those things that are stopping you from tuning into your inner wisdom. I want to know, let's get the conversation going either in the comments or in our Facebook community, Cultivating Health, Harmony, and Happiness. What do you do to tune in or to tap into your higher creative self, to that inner child? What do you do to remind yourself to play and have fun? And what does that look like for you? Let me know in the comments at KarenYogaWellness.com slash podcast 26 or in our Facebook community, Cultivating Health, Harmony, and Happiness. And cheers to cultivating more health, harmony, and happiness in your own life. See you next week. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, help us grow this podcast by sharing it with even just one other person. And it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment of your time to write a review. Your comments and feedback are what help me continue to bring you topics and guests that can help you and others on their journey in creating health, harmony, and happiness. Remember to head on over to CairnYogaWellness.com to get the show notes and links from today's episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Karen Yoga Wellness, and to continue connecting with more resources that could help you enhance health, harmony, and happiness in your own life, subscribe to this podcast. Thanks again for listening.